to share that with Russian frontiersmen, but also to bring it to those of the New World who did not yet know it. They came to bring it for us, that which was in their hearts. Now, some missionaries of some other faiths may have come to America for spiritual conquest or for a mercenary motive to gain the gold of the indigenous people. But these gentle monks had come for love, love for the land and the people of the new world. They spoke with affection when they spoke about the indigenous people, the Aleuts, whom they called the Americans. And later one of them, St. Herman, said, you cannot save what you do not love. In a letter to a friend, Herman declared, faith and love of Christ make a true Christian, and that his teachings were aimed at those thirsting and searching. And Herman seemed to always presume without judgment that each Russian and each American that he met was a searching one and a thirsty one. What if we presumed that? Then this train would be bound for glory. There is one story in particular of a young Russian government official named Simeon Yanovsky, who was a free-thinking, secular humanist, kind of like the folks I work with at the county. <laughs> Initially, he was quite hostile to Herman. Yet rather than confronting Simeon and arguing with him to make a point, Herman chose rather to come alongside him as a friend. First, Herman reported to him about the suffering and the needs of the native people, and he won some concessions for them. And late, it's interesting how sometimes things start with charity rather than with our, our propositions, our beliefs, our thoughts, those things that we feel so compelled to make sure that everyone knows are in good order. Somehow or another, Herman started it with charity. And later, the venerable monk came alongside of Simeon himself when Simeon himself was sick in a time of terrible sickness at the settlement. And Simeon recalled later that Father Herman would at all those times speak gently about the things of the heart. And in time, even the skeptic Simeon, the secular humanist of his time, was won over and his life was changed. What would St. Herman say to us today? What is the change that he would suggest, and he would only suggest gently, what is the change that he would suggest to us that we should be looking for in our lives this day? We will find his answer written for us on many of his icons. For on many of the icons of Blessed St. Herman, it says, from this day, from this hour, from this very minute, love God above all else. That which is in this moment, not that which, which may come, 
because of political chaos and economic collapse and moral struggles in our time that we feel we must be prophetic to. But above all, in this moment, right now, from this moment onward, love God first of all, and the other will take care. Springing from that simple love of God, we will find in this world, in this life, in our families, we will find that our complicated relationships with everyone and everything will begin to change if first we practice to love God simply, to love him simply. The simple love of God will make clear with that which we, with all of our complications and all of our opinions, what we have obscured what we cannot make clear to our Aleut neighbors, to our Americans that we have, what we cannot make clear because we have made it so complicated and wanted to have our opinions inserted into it and not have them just begin with love. From his love, from the love for him, we will go on to a love for his commandments. We will go on to a love for his, for his kingdom. We will go on to a love for everything that is good and true and beautiful. Everything that he places in our path. St. Herman not only loved God, but he went on from there to love the Americans. He loved not only the people, but he loved the land. He fed the bears and the birds from his own meager food supply. And it is even reported that he from time to time was known to hug the trees <laughs> as if they were his companions. And among the trees, Herman himself used to tell of how when he was there, when he was hugging those trees, it was then that he conversed with angels. Hmm. Hug a tree, talk to an angel. <laughs> For him, the wilderness of America was not barren, but it was a lively place. A lively place on its way to becoming a holy place. A lively land on its way to becoming a holy land. Dare we stand in the way of that by judging the Aleuts? The Americans are neighbors. At least one small place in America, St. Herman's Spruce Island, has become holy because the saint loved it and held it dearly. Can Isla Vista be loved and held dearly? Can Goleta be loved and held dearly? Can Santa Barbara and perhaps even Montecito be loved and held dearly and become an holy land. Do we hold the American land and all its people that this might become a holy land? Do we hold them dear? Do we hold the land of America as St. Herman held the land of America? Do we love the people, all of them, 
even those of contrary opinion or politics, of different race or religion, richer than us or poorer than us. If we are in our time from this day, from this hour, from this moment, if we are to see the far-seeing work of St. Herman and all the rest of the North American saints fulfilled, we must so love. We must so love God first and our neighbors. We dare not hold our neighbors or our land at arm's length as if it were a dead rat waiting to be thrown out of the garage. We dare not hold it in a way that says it's worthless. We dare not hold it in a way other than how God himself reaches for it. We dare not see anything in it other than the, the icon that is there, even though it's got graffiti all over it. The icon of America and its people's got graffiti on it, but it's still an icon of something on its way to being holy. If we are to fulfill what has been given to us to do, we must begin there. The Son of God was in the bosom of the Father, and he left that comfort and came to us, came for us, came down to where we were, came down to our streets, took upon us what all the stuff that we were. He took it upon himself. And so too, Herman, Juvenali, Innocent, Tikhon, Nicholas, Raphael, Yaakov, and all the rest, they left their homelands to come and sanctify ours. They came away from the comfort of the languages that were on their streets, where everywhere everyone spoke what they spoke. They came away from the food that they knew back home, where everyone, every mama cooked the same food. They came to this land, and it's a confusing place. Walk the streets of New York and think about coming there as a stranger. Walk the streets of Los Angeles and think about coming there as a stranger. They came to us to bring us the fire that God had given them. Last night at Vespers we heard, Rejoice, O mountains of Pennsylvania. Leap for joy, O waters of the Great Lakes. My, my. Rise up. O fertile plains of Canada, for the elect of Christ who dwell in you are glorified now. If we in our time are to fulfill the mission in America that they left for us to complete, it will be because we, like Herman, loved God first and then the land and the people who he has given to us. We shouldn't just celebrate the saints of North America today, we should imitate them to the glory of God the Father. Amen.